Welcome back to Unfilled Unhinged with Andrea, Caitlin and Tori. This is episode 15. Ooh. Ooh. Is it 15? Just like my IQ. It is 15. (laughs) It is 15. Good, because I couldn't remember, even though I was the one that posted the podcast this morning. I couldn't remember. It's all right. It's all right. I'd correct myself in the middle of editing it, though. I'd be like, just a correction. This is actually a bit. <laughs> this is Dory from the editing studio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put this bit in here. Actually, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Well, we will be discussing. Um, it's a it's a movie review. Um, it's it's the wonder. It's on Netflix. It stars Florence Pugh. It's um, it's based in Ireland, so I've got my thoughts. But um, I, do you know what? I'll let somebody else give their thoughts on it first. Basically, the backstory to the film is is that uh, Florence Pugh plays this English nurse who is told to come over and be a part of this watch, which is conducted by uh, a set of priests. Um, on this, is she nine? Was she nine years old? Yeah. 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 So nice, this nice. this nine year old girl who um basically is seen as like this miracle or this like scientific phenomenon that she has gone without food for four months and she said that it is she has been surviving off of God's manner so essentially it is God that is keeping her alive for four months and basically her purpose is to come and watch to see if it is genuine or to see if there is some way that it's all a hoax and that is the premise uh, to what the story is about i'll let somebody else go first on their um <laughs> initial reviews uh on on it caitlin <laughs> see i made notes oh well done <laughs> well, it's fresh in my mind i watched it the other day because i wanted it fresh in my mind i didn't need i didn't need to rewatch it <laughs> my notes are literally less than a page and most of it is confusion. Okay. <laughs> hit, us, hit us with it. Hit us with it. Like, my first point is, like, it's a very dark vibe. And I was like, not quite what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. But I also went into it without watch- reading any of, the, like, the um, blur. So I kind yeah. of went, okay. Excellent. So like, cool. Great. And then it's like, baby boots? Why? Because I was like, I really skipped part of it before I started putting notes down. So I was like, these baby boots are really creepy. And yeah, I was, like, was off like I was confused by them too. It took it it kind of took a while to explain why the baby boots were there. And the fact that there was a vial of blood with them as well, I was like, there's going to be witchcraft in this film. I was like, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I was a bit confused with that one. I was like, interesting scenes, I guess. It's like mm-hmm. it isn't quite make sense to what the rest of the plot was. <laughs> it starts with people like, oh, she, yeah, she's going to go watch over a child. I'm like, so what does everything else have to do with it? And then I didn't know how I felt about Will. So I was like, I don't know if his intentions were real or weird or... Mm. It's a weird character. I think overall, they're all weird characters. It's very strange. I like that. I agree. Will was a bit hit and miss. Then wasn't expecting a raunchy sex scene up against a wall. I was like, no. whoa, 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 
<laughs> Spoiler Eagle has flown in. By the way, raunchy, sexy, and up against the wall. I was like, interesting, interesting. The priests would not approve, but carry on. But then it's also like only one, like that one random scene in the middle of the movie. So random. It's almost like she's like, I've had a hard day watching this child eat nothing. Do you know what I need to get my rocks off? <laughs> Come here. <laughs> it was just so out there like when it happened i just went <laughs> where did that come from and that was just, just there out of nowhere like they were arguing about it and she apologized for what happened to his family he kissed it and then the fox against <laughs> oh yeah sorry for for preference she was saying how his family mind you what happened to his family was that they all essentially locked themselves into their house to escape from the famine the plague that was going on at the time so they nailed themselves shut into a house and died essentially of starvation so she's like i'm sorry for your family locking themselves into their house to (laughs) prevent themselves from dying from the famine but you know what we're gonna do have sex against the wall (laughs) of course as one does obviously just the natural um course of action really yeah Mm -hmm. now I watched it a few weeks ago when we were first discussing what we were going to do with this. And I put in the chat that it was great. And Andrea mm-hmm. and Kate were like, what? Look, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm going to be brutally honest and I don't think I properly watched it. So I re-watched it the other day, watched it properly. And hmm, I have new notes. Mm-hmm. Um, as I knew you I would retract my last statement as much as I love Florence as much as I love her acting I cannot say this movie would have been in any of my books like the ones I would rate for this year because mm-hmm. in in watching it again and getting a new perspective I would like to understand more on a lot of the other characters, like I, I don't feel like there was a lot of character development in the in the main ones, especially with the family. The family were odd. I think yeah. the family really, they really just they would they freaked me the fuck out. And then, like, j- just the whole situation of the whole Nan thing. Like her becoming out of all, yeah, all the re- of all, Sorry, that was my one gripe. Out of all the names she could have picked, she decided she wanted to be called Nan after a fucking Indian bread. Really, that was the name she picked. Sorry, but yeah, basically, I just there was some scenes like the like you know the torching of the house and how bad her burns were straight after. And then the fact that the child was just left next to a lake while she'd just be reborn. <laughs> and then <laughs> Will taking the child, like she stole the child, burned down the house and then fucked off to Australia. That's a summary. She stole the child that apparently didn't eat for four months for religious purposes. Um, the, the whole movie's odd. It's an odd movie. And it just makes you sit there and go, what? Because you don't, because the, the scenes are so similar. And then the bit with the nun, 
where the nun just knew that the child was alive because she had a vision that the child was still alive. <laughs> it was on horseback. And I'm like, get the fuck. <laughs> like, that's some creepy shit there. And you can just see that it just... I'd, the one aspect that I did like was that it had a narrator and the narrator was the, the, was the sister. I liked mm. that bit. I thought that was really well done. And obviously, yeah. it's done in other movies. However, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Mm. Florence's acting was very good. Obviously, we've got... Um, oh, that name's Jones. What's his name? He's, he's um small fellow. <laughs> Are you going to keep stroking your chin like you I'm want to imagine your ears? <laughs> I'm itching. I can't think of his name. Is it? T- I can't think. Anyway, he was in it and he played one of the priests, right? Yeah. I thought he was weird. Now, Sorry, the I thought the setup was weird. Yeah, the whole thing was that I just... This now, this movie had been highly recommended by like critics and other like movie reviewers that it was a great movie, it should be up for an Oscar. And I watched it as a as, as a person, as a, as a as a paying customer, and I thought, what the fuck am I watching? The second time around, the first time I thought it was absolutely great, but I think I was half on new meds, so I was like, Wee, this is great. But yeah, I can't say now that I've watched it properly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that i properly. Now, not high on medication, not in the middle of a mental breakdown. Um, that it was um wasn't the best. I would I wouldn't I wouldn't go for with it. See, that's my two pence. My thing with it is right. I can see where critics are saying that it is a very good movie and that it is a very because I will give it that it is a very accurate portrayal of what Ireland was like back in those times. That an awful lot of it. An awful lot of everything that happened was dictated by the Catholic Church. Everything went through the priests and that you, your faith was essentially, it was put on God. Anything that <laughs> happened, it was, it was God's will, basically. So I can see why the critics are making it that it is a phenomenal film because that aspect of it is, it's, it's very accurate and it is very well portrayed. However... As someone who is watching it now in 2022, and that is, there's a, the generations have changed. And I would like to think Ireland has become a little bit more open to, um, we're still miles behind, but we're more open with things now. Watching it in this day and age, my gripe with the film was that you had four priests sit in essentially a cow shed with a wooden table, and they brought in a nurse from England and said, uh, we are the watch and you are going to be a part of the watch. And this child has essentially been starving to death for four months. We want you to essentially just check her vitals and make sure she lasts another bit longer so that this can go down as a phenomenon, essentially. <laughs> so my that was my gripe with the film was that, it, but that's, it's my gripe with it, but it's very accurate that like that the family very much put their faith in the, the priest that conducted the watch because they believed in what was being done. My biggest thing, though, with the film was when the revelation came as to why the child was 
surviving on manner from God. The reason why she was fasting for four months was because, spoiler eagle, caca, was that her brother was essentially molesting her, was in love with her, and that their relationship was not one of a brother and sister. It was more like a husband and wife, and it was very wrong. And that the reason she was starving herself was because he was burning in hell and she had to do this in order to save him from salvation and to get him to heaven. That was my major gripe with the film because I looked at the mother because the mother didn't want the child to die because as you found out later on in the film, that she was sneaking food (laughs) like a bird into this child's mouth every time she would kiss her good morning and kiss her good night. She had chewed up food in her mouth and would pass food through her that way. So she obviously didn't want her child to die, but yet she still supported the reasoning that your brother is dead. We knew what he had done, but it's your responsibility to essentially not eat for four months to save his soul so that it can go to, it can go to heaven. That was my gripe with the film. But as I said, it's a double-edged sword. I didn't like it, but I can see why critics looked at it and said, it's a very excellent portrayal of what times were like back then because it is, it's very accurate. And it's, it's very dark though. It's like a very, like that. The thing when you didn't find out what the little baby boots were for. And then all of a sudden, I have to assume the blood was the blood of the child and she would take a teaspoon of it every night and then would go on like a fucking mushroom trip inside in her room. God <laughs> only knows what she was dreaming about. She'd end up on the floor. And I was like, Florence, what? <laughs> this, this is some form of witchcraft. And then that only later happened, like agreed with like my, my theory was correct. When she laid the child down, by the wishing tree or whatever the hell they called it and was like you can go now Mary or whatever your name is and then the child's eyes open and she's like is it Nan and she's like it is Nan you are alive again but like like that then she goes back to set the house on fire while they're all gone to mass I was like this has escalated so far it it started with you coming to watch a child and then you told the child's first soul that it could die for the new <laughs> soul to then arise. And then he went on horseback to then get a boat to Australia. The child didn't even look happy at the end of the film. Nan didn't even look like she wanted to get on the boat. <laughs> I was like, this is so. I, I just look, I didn't like it. I can understand why critics And, you know, movie reviewers thought that it was a fantastic film because history wise, it, you know, did justice because there was, even though it's not based on a true story, the person who wrote the book based it on the phenomena that did happen back in those days of, um, they were called like the fasting girls where they would go on periods of, um, of fasting in the name of God. So it's not based on a true story per se, but it's based on true events that would have happened back in the time. So I just, I didn't, I didn't like it. I'm just, I'm not going to lie. I didn't like the film. There was not one aspect of it that I could look back and go, that was, 
that was really good. The only thing I liked was the panning of the like the direction of it. I did like the directing a little bit and I liked the fact that it was in the radar a little bit. I thought that was quite good, but that was the only thing I really could say it was great. And that, and Florence's acting was pretty good. Mm. Oh yeah, Florence's acting was fantastic, fantastic, fantastic <laughs> in it. And the fact that even things down to like her costume design, that she had the same blue dress, but as the film went on, the bottom of her dress would get more and more tarnished from walking to and from the house. Like it was fully clean when she arrived. And then the more she'd walk back and forth to the house, the bottom of the dress would start to wear and fade and get dirtier as the film went on. Yeah. I liked those little aspects, a bit like that directing and like the costume design and all that to the film. Very accurate. But just the film overall was, was not it for me. No. See, I said the movie itself is good in a way. It is directed really well and the acting is really good and all that. But it's not a movie I'd watch again. Like, it's not a movie I would actively sit there and go, you know what, I really just want to watch The Wonder. Yeah. Like, once was more than enough. (laughs) Yeah. The only only reason I rewatched it was because I couldn't remember shit. And I was thinking, yeah, it was really good. And I thought, you know what, I didn't watch that properly. And I was a bit, you know, loopy a bit. So I was like, you know what? I knew you didn't watch it properly because when you text back in and you said, I thought it was great. And I was like, she did not watch. She either didn't watch the same thing that I watched (laughs) or she wasn't watching it properly because I was like, there was no way that that was watched correctly for you to be like that was a fantastic film there was only do what there was there was one part in the film that I that I did find was quite hard to watch but very accurately done once again was when do you know the way at the start of the film she said that uh back in England that if a if a patient refuses to eat we force them to eat Mm -hmm. and then fast forward to when she gets a bit fed up because she's told the parents that she needs to eat. She's going to die. Like her, all her vitals are going down. She's going to die. And it's the very real portrayal of her forcing the tube down her throat to get her to eat. Like that was quite hard to watch. But like yeah. that, again, it was very well depicted that that was how it is was essentially done. But um, yeah, after that, then it just like it, it, it lost me after that. I was like. I can't like she had holy cards on the ground like they were fucking Pokemon cards do you remember that when she was talking about all the different types of saints it was almost like I'll I'll give you a saint trays and I'll raise you a holy Mary like she had all these like Pokemon cards of like this the patron saints and and all that of Ireland I was like we didn't have them going to school (laughs) I certainly didn't wasn't a thing for us (laughs) I might have actually learned something had I had Pokemon-esque <laughs> style training cards for religion. Out of out of ten, because I think as everyone said what they need to say about this, because I don't think well, none of us are going to give it a, bit, a very big praise, if I'm honest. No, not really. I think all of my notes have been talked about. All of my notes have been said. Yeah, like it's it's, it's just. just- this was a very quick review, but just in the sense that this is what our thoughts are. It's just just picked on what you might think of it if you were to watch it. This is just us giving our review. As Florence Pugh fans, we're all big fans of Florence. Um, yeah, I think I think possibly give it, give our ratings. Caitlin, do you want to go first? First, I want to say my favourite note that I have here is 
Actually, it reminds me of Harry Styles because when she says like a bird, it was exactly the same tone as he would have used. And I was like, that was the only oh, thing no. I caught on to. Caitlin, I'm never going to get that, I'm not going to get that out of my head now because all I can hear is Harry Styles. <laughs> Literally, that is my very final note is like a bird. And it reminds me of Harry Styles. I was like, mm. rest of the movie, great. <laughs> Got many small notes on that. But the very last one, I think it's just my favorite. Yeah. Do you know what, though? That actually, because you brought that up, like a bird, that aspect of the film I found was very repetitive. Do you know when she, your man, when Will gave her the thing of the bird that was in the cage and then out yeah. of the cage? That whole aspect, which yeah. I understand might have been a metaphor throughout the whole film, was that she was a bird in a cage. And then when she died and was reborn, she was then let out of the cage. But it was just too repetitive. It yeah. just kept going on of her spinning the thing every so often being like in, out, in, out. And I was like, put away the fucking bird thing. I was like, you need to eat. I was like, you're dying. <laughs> I was good. I just got more frustrated. And then when the big scene came that they were, she was bringing it to the priests that the mother has been feeding the child through the method that she had. And then they brought the child. Also, that fucking wheelchair they put the child in was disgraceful. <laughs> she looked like she started off the film as a nine-year-old. And by the end, she was 90. She looked like a biddy in that wheelchair with her like little shawl around her shoulders and that. I was like, oh, lads, fucking carry her out at this stage. But when they wheeled her into, once again, their meeting shed, and she said that she had discovered that the mother was feeding the child. And then she said to the nun, well, they said to the nun, have you ever witnessed anything like this? And she said, no. And then all of a sudden like that, it was, okay, continue with the watch. We don't believe you. I, I was a bit like, I'm sorry. This was the whole reason you brought her here was to find out if there was any way that this was going to happen. And then you once, once you didn't believe her, then you then forced the parents to be like, you're no longer allowed essentially see your child which then caused the child to rapidly deteriorate and essentially die. I was like, lads, it just, I think that was the tip of the iceberg though, was the fact she brought her to a fucking stream by a tree and she was reincarnated by a tree and a small little stream. Like my thought was like, I was like, this child's already dying and you're going to give her pneumonia by lying her on wet grass in the cold next to a stream. I was like, talk about adding insult to injury. But my, my, my rating though for the film is, I don't know what the rating is. Cause like there was aspects I liked, but the overall <laughs> I didn't like. So I maybe give it, so I'll be generous and I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a seven out of 10 for Florence's acting. And obviously because I live in Ireland and it's set in Ireland, I can appreciate the backstory and the scenery and all that and the aspects of how the village looked and, and the housing and all that. So I appreciate that attention to detail and how, and how accurate living in those times was I appreciate all that aspect so I would give it a I would give it a seven out of ten but the seven out of ten does not mean I would run back to watch it I wouldn't I'm going to watch it once and and that's it 
Yeah. Caitlin? So, I already was thinking of this, like, throughout thing. And I was like, I'm giving it, like, a 6 out of 10. Yeah. As a generosity, it's... I can't say it's a bad movie in the sense of, like, it is well-directed. The acting is really good. I just can't get behind behind the plot as much. So I think mostly it's just for the direction. Because it was, as Tori says, the panning of, like, the different areas and stuff, it did go across the board really well. But, like, the plot itself, I'm just... It was repetitive and it was just, it was weird. Yeah. Like six out of 10. To be fair, that's what it got on IMBD, uh, whatever it's called. Oh, did it? Yeah, 6.6 out of 10 is the overall score on there. Okay. So I don't feel so bad about my rating. So (laughs) no. Yeah. I, I probably give it the same as Caitlin, 6 out of 10, with very much the same views on it. And now that I've been reborn and I've seen it properly, I've been reincarnated <laughs> like Nan. Um, <laughs> I felt like that when I came off those meds. I was like, whoa, everything's been a bit of a blur. <laughs> seen it in a whole new life. I have a lot of things in a whole new life. Um, yeah, I think I think the same as, same as Caitlin, just... Six out of ten. The director was good. Florence's acting was brilliant. You, you can't even really fault the the child, the the kid that plays the girl. She's really good. Yeah. Sorry, I've just been rudely interrupted by my animal. She's not in the door. <laughs> One second. You're okay. I agree with that though. I actually can't. The acting is not the issue in this film. The acting is actually quite good in this film. My issue is the storyline of the film and the way the story is carried throughout it. As like as Caitlin said, it gets repetitive. Mm-hmm. The storyline can be, it just all seemed quite dark all the time. There was never any moments of like a, a bit of release. Well, there was a bit of a release when Florence Germain went dashed at the wall. That was the only bit of release the poor creator got. But other than that, it was all just the one tone the whole way throughout the film. And so like that, the acting isn't bad. The acting is actually quite good. It's just the actual story and how the story was told throughout is what lets the film down. Yeah. No, I can I can completely agree with that. And like, I was rudely interrupted by the animal. Um, the yeah, the child act, child acting was great. I can't say much more for the other people. Um, I think. The actions weren't terrible. I'm just saying that the, te- the acting wasn't terrible in the movie, but it isn't a movie I'm going to go run back to and watch again. I only rewatched it because I felt like I had a bit of a, a phase. So, um, and I wanted it fresh in my mind for the podcast. But yeah, it's it's not one I'm going to run back to and watch again. I would, however, weirdly enough, and I think this is just my mental brain, is I would actually like to read the book because I feel like the book would give a lot more depth into actually what was going on like obviously we only seen some bits in the movie I would actually weirdly enough I would actually like to read the book um and get a different view on it because I would love to know kind of whose point of view was it from was it a dual POV like what kind of what isn't in the movie because not everything's been put into the movie and Mm. it's like I'm not going on a rampage again but I'm just going to mention it after 
like they cut out a lot of things. I'm not comparing it, but like you know, they've cut out a lot of stuff that yeah. actually made the plot of the of the last movie, for example. Like yeah. they've cut out so much that the book and the movie in the end seemed rushed. It was an hour an hour and a half. That movie should have at least been two hours long. So it just that I feel like there's there's some bits that might have been possibly flashbacks to possibly Mrs. Wright's you know, the nurse's backstory, her husband, the baby, the losing the baby. That, I think, probably wouldn't help my scoring of the movie whatsoever, but I think... It might have helped, though, to be fair. It probably would have. I think it would have just If they didn't just drop the bombshell of this was the reason why the child was fasting for four months, if they had, like, that done flashbacks and explained it then a bit more then I could have been a bit like, okay, it doesn't seem like there's just random bits of plot being thrown in here and there that don't connect back to anything. And it just seems oddly placed. But Even- I don't think, I don't think I'll read the book because okay. I think the book will make me angry. Yeah. And I think that is my gripe with the film and the plot of the film is that everything was put by listen I have I'm I have my own bit of faith I have nothing against it I just was against the fact that everything had to be run by the priests and that they essentially had the final say in the health and well-being over a child that was starving to death for four months that is my issue with it and I think that will be my issue with the book is that I will read it and they might even go into more detail as to why the priest had more say over anybody else. I'll read it for you all and I'll tell you what it's like. How about that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, another another point that I'd, I'd like to say, like, not in regards to more of the wonder, but more of movies like that. Like, we went to go and see She Said last week. Brilliant movie. Really good. Mm. Really touches on a lot of different things. Obviously, more of a a modernised part of what happened quite recently with Harvey Weinstein. I would yeah. recommend going and seeing it. Now I gave it a good, like, 4.5, 5 out of 5, in my opinion. And that's purely because it got a bit repetitive. Like most movies do, if you've got a storyline that's the main topic of it, it's going to get a little bit repetitive, like the one with the in and the out and the in and the out. That, mm. that pissed me off. <laughs> that just pissed me yeah. off. But sometimes repetitive, repetitiveness, I can't speak, repetitiveness is good. Like with that, with it being a journalistic one, but with it being more of a, a, a era kind of thing, it just was too much. I think if they didn't do mm. the repetitive, but even if they added... The movie was, what, one hour, 46 minutes long, right? You added an extra couple of minutes, maybe two, three minutes maximum onto that movie of a backstory to understand Mm -hmm. why all this is happening. That could have been easily a good, like, eight out of ten movie, in my opinion, and I think that the backstory could have helped. Granted, the storyline, I think the storyline was missing, possibly the flashbacks, possibly that, that backstory too, but Anna, the child's called Anna. So, but that back, but also the backstory to the actual nurse's life because obviously she lost a child. Mm. She was getting a bit tired. She lost her, you know, she lost her husband. You can throw that into the movie all you like, but without 
it being actually portrayed into the movie properly. Her dealing with it is what she takes a tablespoon of the blood for, for my child. Yeah. So that, was that wasn't explained. That didn't make any sense to any of us. Is that something that was done in the period? What well, I don't understand. See, well, I can guarantee you it was not. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> that was just straight. That was just see. My way of looking at it is right, and it's because it wasn't explained, is that I wonder if the aspect of when she brings the child to the tree and tells her she can be reincarnated, I thought Mm. it linked back with the fact that she takes a teaspoon of what I am assuming was her, her lost baby's blood, is that is she ingesting it to try and reincarnate a future child to be that child so it feels like she doesn't she didn't lose anything or does it tie back then with when she brings the child when she brings Anna to reincarnate her does Nan then become the lost child that she never had I think that's what they would try to portray it as maybe but that's what I'm saying it didn't it didn't line up for anyone to fully comprehend that no it definitely didn't and it didn't make a, a lot of sense but like I said those flashbacks could have helped with the portrayal of the mm. movie which is why I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 I think there could have been more to it yeah I mean I might possibly read the book of the new year I might make it a new year's resolution that I read it just to get a different yeah. movie possibly from the author's side because obviously like that authors only get so much when it comes to writing rights and things and yeah I, I would like to see the author's point of view because it might be that we get a completely different portrayal of, of of Mrs. Wright of Anna. You see, you there know. mightn't have been there mightn't have been much there mightn't have been much for her to go off of because she said she was basing the story around the phenomenon of the fasting girls. There mightn't have been much there, anything really tangible for her her to pull from for her to write that story. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it could have like she could have just seen that and then based her story around it. Another aspect of it is I kind of wish we had known I know the nurse was English, but I kind of would have been interesting to know if she was Catholic or not. Because yeah, this film is so heavily mentioned in the movie. Yeah, this film is very heavily influenced with with religion and the Catholic Church. The fact that we don't know what her stance is on it, because like that, it ties back to then her drinking the child's blood. Is she doing that for the purpose of like reincarnation from, you know, from okay, like actually? What was well. in that vial, it was an opium. So those hallucinations, it was because it's something called laudanum, laudanum, which is uh, several opium alkaloids, including morphine and codeine, mixed together. Strong stuff. So that's why the hallucinations and the weird patterns of like sleep and stuff. That's what it was. It was because she was that drugged up from the opium that it put her into like a forced sleep kind of thing so that she didn't think of the negatives. That's so she did, she wasn't drinking blood at all. So she was, oh my, that's made me so fucking angry. Why wasn't that stated? She pricks her finger then as well and drinks her own blood. So okay, what yeah, does that, that one mean? Yeah. But that's it. What? Like, that made me think that she was, she was drinking the child's blood. And then she was pricking her own finger and then drinking her own blood.
blood, one could look real deep into that and be like, she's trying to combine the two souls, hers and the babies and reincarnation and all that. But to find out that it was just red food coloring with some opiates so that she could go on a mushroom trip. Oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? (laughs) So mad. That's right. You know what? Six out of ten. That's ruined it for me. Six out of ten. She lost the whole point. She lost the whole point because that wasn't even fucking explained. Okay, I think we should give our final sense before Andrea goes into a massive fucking tangent on the movie. Would we watch it again? No. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and we're giving it all a six out of ten. Yeah. I think there are better films mm-hmm. out there. Like if you want to, if you really want to watch anything that has to do with, you know, the Catholic Church or like films where religion is very heavily influenced in them. There are other ones that are much better. Like there is a fantastic film called A Song for a Raggy Boy. It is, it's really sad, but it is, it's a fantastic film. It's It's really sad, but. It is really sad, but it's, it's a really good film. And it's based on like true events. It's all to do with uh, children going into like, um, orphanages and that in Ireland that are run by priests and the priests are molesting the kids in their care and instead of them being they're just moved from one diocese to a different diocese and it's basically to do with a big cover-up but like I'm saying there are other films like that out there that are that were far better portrayed than this one was so I wouldn't watch it again if anyone else wants to watch it you know you can and you can let us know your thoughts. Maybe we're just three people that just didn't get it. But I think some people might be on board with our with our final thesis on this film. But I, I wouldn't watch it again. Um, but as I said, I can't, I'm not faulting the acting or anything like that. It's just the overall plot and the storyline let it down severely. Mm. As Andrea said, I think maybe people should watch it and maybe just email us or dm us on instagram and like give your thoughts on the overall movie the plot and everything and how you guys found it yeah let us know because i know there's a lot of florence Pugh fans who would watch it and yeah i think obviously she's got um she's got her own little fan base and i think obviously everyone will have their opinions on it mm. but that's been this review it yeah. was overwhelmingly <laughs> bad <laughs> but you know the, hey we, we we got to we got to say our opinions and we'd like to hear your opinions i'd like to hear from other people that have watched it and what they thought about it Definitely. especially if there's any irish people listening i would certainly like to hear irish people's um opinions on on this film. so would i because maybe it's just me but I doubt it is. <laughs> no, I don't think it is just you, my love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for listening. I will be back next week because it will be Christmas. Or as Camila Camilo says, Christmas. <laughs> Do you not see that TikTok? Oh, oh yes. how she says every day. Camila, yeah. When she's oh, like, what's most? Oh, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I see 
in that car. You know what I mean? I was like, that has to be a fucking fist. Uh, no, was she it, was that Wasn't it on live like TV or something? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you on. <laughs> but anyway, we'll dive more into everything Christmas next week because we will be starting a whole month of Christmas pods. That's the laugh. Okay, we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.